This is episode 381 of The Ziggler Show, and the topic is The Fastest Way to Success. I struggled giving this show that title, but when you hear the answer, I think you'll find it hard to disagree. Listen in as Tom Ziggler and I, Kevin Miller, bring you Tom's onstage epiphany. what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we continue the legacy of Zig Ziggler, the world's foremost authority on the fuel for everything we pursue, motivation, inspiration, and a confident self-image. We apply that fuel to leadership, personal growth, sales, faith, family, and success. Our foundational purpose is to inspire true performance, and this is the goal of every show. I'm Kevin Miller, show host and devoted evangelist of inspiration. Tom Ziegler, Zig's son and the CEO of Ziegler, and I come to you every week to discuss Zig's teachings and bring you the absolute best of today's most inspirational leaders. We get down to the roots of what will absolutely expand human potential. Ziggler friends, today I have the massive honor of bringing you insight into the heart of Ziggler today. You hear him often, but do you know him? Tom Ziggler, Zig Ziggler's son. He's been CEO for a long time. He's a best-selling author, sought-after speaker, and captain of the world, influencing ship and legacy of Ziggler Inc., which is charged with inspiring true performance for the world. I have a resource for your life today, something we can all take action on. I'll tease you by sharing this. Uh, this is what Tom wrote that prefaces the crux of today's show. Okay, this is, this is what he wrote. He said, could this be true? Could I be onto something in my 20 plus years of being the president of Ziegler Inc. and knowing personally the greatest thinkers, researchers, authors, and speakers in the personal development world, I know for a fact that in order for something to be effective over a long period of time, it must inspire hope, be based on truth, and be easy to implement. So what's Tom referring? What is Tom on to? Well, the overall thing we're going to talk about today, but we're going to hit the answer to that, um, but we're talking about live to win. This is Tom's focus from all he has learned and culminated thus far. Live to win. Seven weeks to balanced success. It's a system that he's put together that we're going to be talking about a lot. We're going to grill Tom on it today, and I'll do just like I do with every interview. Just really dig in and say, okay, but what about this, or how do we do this? And, and with the point being, how can we take away the real and perceived obstacles and actually apply this to our life? Uh, so I'm going to give you as much value as I can from this right here in this show. The four pillars of the system that we are going to dig into are one, the fastest way to success and answer that question. Number two, the wheel of life, the secret to balance success. Number three, the sequence to success. And number four, 
the three things goal achievers do. Now, as always, as I think if you've been listening to these shows that I produce for long, you know that I'm usually not going after the how. Okay, give me your three things. Give me your sequence, whatever, but the why. Okay, why do you say a sequence? Why do we need to do that? And why did you pull these things, these, these specific uh, aspects out of something? So that's what we're going to do again today. Now you can find this and get involved in the big picture. If you want to go directly there by going to zigshow.com slash L T W like live to win zigshow.com L T W. Okay. Like live to win. And keep uh, hanging here, and I got a special for you as well later in the show. So uh, for context, let me read you a quick story written by Tom. It's going to lead us into this, and I'm going to bring Tom in, and we'll dig in. So he said, live to win. It all started with a question. That's what I labeled the show for today. He says, I remember the moment like it was yesterday. I was speaking in Melbourne, Australia to 150 business owners and investors. When I do full day events, I give the group plenty of opportunities for questions. Halfway through the morning session, a 30-ish year old man raises his hand and asked, what is the fastest way to success? Well, this may surprise you, Tom wrote, but in my 50 years of experience in the personal and professional success field, I have never had anyone ask me that question. And he has in parentheses, clarification, I am 50 years old, so I'm claiming 50 years of experience since Zig Ziglar is my father. Technically, I've worked in the industry for only 28 years. But he goes on to write, I had to think fast. 150 sets of eyeballs were looking at me. Out of my mouth came these words. The fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. Next question, please. And I moved on a short time later, we took a break and this is in the session. And after we came back from the break, the host of the event, Steve McKnight led off the next session by recapping the morning session. I was leaning against the wall, waiting for Steve to bring me up. When Steve said, did you hear what Tom said just before the break? Write this down. Tom said the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. When I answered the question in front of the group, it was a spontaneous answer brought forth by the pressure of the moment. When Steve quoted it, well, it sounded pretty smart. Even I wrote it down. As I progressed through the rest of the day, it kept popping up in my mind. I kept thinking I must have quoted someone else. First thing I did when I got back to my hotel room was Google, who said the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. The answer popped up instantly. No one had said that, or at least no one had written it down and published it. Now, don't get me wrong. There are multitudes of books and studies about habits and success. However, no one had said it this simply. Could this be true? Could I be onto something? In my 20 plus years of being the president of Ziegler Inc. and knowing personally the great thinkers, researchers, authors, and speakers in the personal development world, I know for a fact that in order for something to be effective over a long period of time, it must, again, I'll repeat this, inspire hope, be based on truth and be easy to implement. I really love those. And this is just, it's kind of an outside commentary that he says, but he is just from his own experience, Tom's own experience. He says, I know that for something to be effective over a long period of time. So folks think about this because it made me think about myself when he said this, if you have a message, a product, a, a service, a something you're bringing forth and you want people to grasp onto it, it must inspire hope, be based on truth and be easy to implement. Well, hey, there you go. There's your premise. So next, I'm going to bring you Tom. We've already done this interview as I record this, and it is just, it's just great. It was so interesting, gave me so much food for thought, and I think it will allow you to embrace these aspects of success. So uh, again, we talked through this idea, this overall idea, and the key points. 
And uh, folks now here, you know what? I'll just, I'll let you know if you, as you hear this, if you say, yeah, I want to, I want to dig into live to win and join Tom. Cause he has this offering for you. Go to zigshow.com slash LTW live to win. Now you'll see there, it is a cost. We are a business. So uh, you can use, however, and this literally, this is not fluff, but we literally did this just for Ziggler show listeners. We actually want to track those who came from the show to do this. If you go in there and register for this and in the coupon code area, type in Zig show, Z-I-G-S-H-O-W. It will take 107 bucks off the already reduced price. Uh, I was really surprised he gave that much off based on what the price actually is. Uh, but it's, that's what he wanted to do. So again, zigshow.com L for uh, slash L T W like live to win. And in the coupon code enter zig show, and it'll take 107 bucks off. Okay. Well here, then I bring you the interview I did with Tom on live to win and the fastest way to success. So Tom, I want to start right there. I love the story. You were asked a candid, uh, candid question on the spot and you answered, as you said, you just blurted it out. And in that moment, it didn't necessarily take root in you. It was not until someone else who it impacted, repeated it back to you that it really resonated. Uh, and so two questions first, I'm interested in what this says, what you're in your own experience, what this says to taking in daily doses of of information, of positive inspiration, life-changing materials over long periods of time. That's you. You've lived that life. And it made me think of, you know, it's taken lots of, of, of seeds and fertilizer and planting a field. And of course, over and over, you know, over a period of time, lots of good things grow. But then when you're doing that so habitually, so consistently, so, so devoutly, ultimately something miraculous is just going to grow up that surpasses anything that we ever expected. Is that what that experience felt like to you? <laughs> well, in in the moment, uh, in all honesty, like I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm on the spot and I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just popped out. But I can also tell you there's been many times in front of an audience uh, where we do the Q&A thing. And it's, it's kind of like surreal. It's almost like these things are just flowing and one thing leads to the next. And all you can do is reflect back. I can remember um, when dad, right after he had his fall and he had the brain injury and the doctor comes in with my sister, Julie and mom in the room, I wasn't there. And the doctor says, well, Mr. Ziegler, here's the situation. Uh, You've suffered a significant injury. I don't know if your memory's ever going to come back. You probably should consider other ways of, of, you know, maybe not speaking anymore. Mm. Dad just smiled. The guy left dad or the doctor left. Dad looked at Julie and said, well, little one, I still have something to say. So we got to find a new way to say it. And what that was, was a lifetime of investing in an attitude that said, you know what? I can't control the circumstances. I can't control life, but I can control my response. And so you're just always just taking that step forward in faith saying, you know what, the right answer is going to come out. And I've, there's been almost every event that I do. It's like, I look back and I go, God, you know, wow, God, (laughs) where'd that come from? That was pretty cool. So that's why I love uh, getting out in front of rooms and doing this because it's not what you got to prepare to be ready. Uh, But that's, 
part of it. It's the friction of the moment that creates that new concept yeah. that goes to the next level. Well, that's interesting. So yeah, preparing, that's what it made me think of, Tom. I mean, that, like you just said a minute ago, the right answer is going to come out. There was a video that I think you can find on YouTube from the last summer Olympics about a gymnast and his stepdad was his coach and trainer. And they're in the middle. They had some hard, hard things happen in the middle of the competition. But finally his dad just said, you know what? And I'm going to paraphrase. He said, just stop thinking about it. Just go out there and trust your training trust your training. And that's what I see in this story from you. You're, you're, you're training constantly and you trust that and go out and boom, something came out that, uh, you didn't necessarily expect, but you were trusting in your training, which, okay. leads me into my next question and perspective on this. You know, when I, Tom first started coaching and consulting and leading groups of people, uh, like you, like you were doing in the story. So you're up in front of a crowd, open Q and a, I knew I knew I wasn't good enough to, to be perfect, you know, to answer perfectly. And especially in one-on-one coaching consulting sessions where you have somebody who's paid a lot of money and they're expecting a lot. I thought, man, and we're getting, you know, you, you get into deep stuff, uh, intimate, intimate issues when you're talking about roots for somebody's pursuit of success. And I knew there's no way I can, I can be enough and found myself praying beforehand to God, just please speak through me, help me get out of the way and let you come through. And so often, sure enough, like in your story, I'd hear myself say something and I had no idea where that came from. And I'm just being incredibly grateful going, thank you, Lord, because that's not, not me. And so I, I, I'm sure you have, but I'll ask that question on this incident with you, this experience, have you reflected on that? Yeah. From a spiritual standpoint. Absolutely. Uh, and it started off almost immediately with the shock of my mentor, Steve McKnight, you know, telling the group right after the break, Hey, did you hear what Mm -hmm. Tom said? And I wrote it down. I mean, I was, I was so uh, convinced that I just, you know, seen that quote on social media and it had just popped out. And so I did the research and it wasn't there. And then as part of that story goes, I spent probably 25 hours on airplanes over the next, you know, 10 days on that trip flying all across Australia, Papua New Guinea, back to the U.S. And I just kept going deeper and deeper into it because it was anytime something is that uh, succinct, and it's just kind of like an aha. Uh, it's worthy of going deep, and it always has a spiritual root, right? Mm-hmm. Because anything that connects with the heart and the mind is a spiritual thing. Because you know, spiritual simply means intangible. You can't put your. It's not physical. You can't put your arms around it. And today, I had another one of those little insights. I'm riding in, and I'm, I'm, I'm a Dave Ramsey fan and he quotes a Helen Keller quote and it says this uh, there are no shortcuts to any place worth going hmm. and so and so so then I thought about this so I'm testing everything against the quote the fastest you know the yeah. fastest way to success right so here's the thing is there are no shortcuts to success but there is a fastest way and and I think one of them means a lot of work. And the other one is kind of like that thing we pray for because we were lazy, yeah. right? Yeah. We want the shortcut. And in the, in the spiritual sense, I don't know if there, other than, than grace, I just don't think there is a shortcut. 
right? Because we've got to we've got to we've got to be refined. We got to work through it. We we've got to commit to what we want to do. And so, yeah, it, to me, it is a very very spiritual thing because at the end of the day, you know, physical has uh, it's limited. It's going to be over at some point. Mm-hmm. Spiritual is eternal. And so why would I spend all my time only worried about the, the physical? Yeah. And, and then the way my mind works, because I've been poured into by dad and so many others for all these years is, you know, <laughs> dad, the dad quote pops into my head. I can't help it. He says, your faith is important. I've done the math. You're going to be dead a whole lot longer than you're going to be alive. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. I mean, it, there's, you know, that no shortcuts to success. It's a pithy thing to say, but, you know, I got to admit that growing up with my dad, I felt privileged uh, that I had a lot of uh, knowledge and, and expertise and I should be able to shortcut to success. And I did some of that, expect that out of just my own impatience and you know, I learned, yeah, can you be more efficient? Maybe, maybe a little faster? Yes. But is there a shortcut? No, uh, absolutely. But coming back to you, it's an interesting thing that I want people to listen to because when you said, okay, I said this quote and just almost had the thought of, it probably came from something that I, I read. It made me think of Solomon in the Bible. You know, he says, there's nothing new under the sun. And to some degree, I mean, we're talking about principles that were talked about by your, your dad 30 years ago and somebody else 30 years before that. I mean, the principles are timeless. And I think some people look at that and think, yeah, what new? I actually, I know they do. And I'm sure you do, Tom, too. Hear people who feel like, gosh, I want to inspire people. I want to lead people. But what, what do I have to say that hasn't already been said? I think the answer is probably nothing, uh, nothing new, but you have your own experience, your own voice, and people need to connect with somebody that they connect with. And it may be you and they may not connect with Dave Ramsey and you've got financial information. It may not be better than Dave's, but you have your own way of saying it. But I, I think that that's Tom, do, do you, you see that, that people, um, you know, question, yeah, was that even that a thought, was that me or was that somebody else that I read? Obviously we don't want to plagiarize somebody, but of course we're, how often are we going to be saying something that's absolutely perfectly brand new? Or are we going to say it in a way in our own voice, our own perspective that is needed to reach somebody who's not getting reached in the vehicles that that information's already being relayed to? Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and it's the, it's a real foundation stone of what we're about and what we do. Uh, the truth is the truth. And, it, and by definition, truth can't contradict itself. And if there are two things that are said and they contradict each other, only one of them can be the truth. And, and so I kind of have this, this huge urge to communicate the truth in my own unique way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's not changing the message of the truth. It's just putting the terminology and the language and the technology and all in my own experience around it. It's actually the foundation stone of why I love our our Ziegler Legacy certification, because Mm -hmm. we're not asking these people to come in and forget everything they know and go out and preach word for word what we've always said. It's almost the opposite. We're saying these are the truths we believe in. Use your own experience, your own track record of success, all of the things that you've learned in life, and go back to the people who already know and love you mm. and add this to it, right? Because that combination is what makes the difference. And so really going to Australia and having that moment 
uh, it was great in that room that day, uh-huh. but it's, I've been like on a mission for the last six months. I know. I know. I love it. Refining this. And so it, so I got more out of Australia than the people in that <laughs> room did. I'm just, I'm just telling you. So I, I owe a debt of gratitude to everybody in Melbourne, Australia on that day in that room. That's, that's excellent. Well, I want to pull out, you just mentioned trust and I had a personal experience with what you're talking about there. It was gosh years ago with my dad, Dan Miller of 48 days to the work you love fame. And he, we were doing some work together then and we were doing a teleseminar, put one together. He wanted to put one together on doing goals. My first thought was, well, I Zig did that. Why don't we just tell him to go, go see Zig? Well, anyways, we did the event. It was very successful. And I realized very acutely that it's not, again, it's not that it has to be new information, but my dad had his audience and his audience had a finite amount of people that they were listening to. And they may not all be listening to Zig or they may not connect with Zig again, but they trusted my dad. And so it's not that he just went and verbatim said everything that Zig did. He had his own experiences and his own, you know, additional information around that, of course. Um, but he also had people's trust. And when you have people's trust, uh, then they need to hear they're, they're going to listen to anything you have to say, uh, which is interesting. You know, people listen to Ramsey on finance, but they'll listen to him talk on anything, marriage and parenting and yeah, yeah, cause they, they trust them. So thanks for pulling that out. Okay. So I'm going to hit the four kind of, I called them pillars, Tom, you said these, these are four of the things that are involved in the live to win, uh, live to win system, but I, I called them pillars here. And so I want to hit on these. So number one, of course, is the statement. The fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. And it sounds like one of those big truths. It's also almost too simplistic to be relevant. It's not complex, you know, and, and, and clever enough, but it got me to thinking, wait, what are my bad habits? Cause I don't, I mean, Tom, I don't necessarily start off my day thinking or, or just or live in existence. I should say, where I think I've got all these bad habits. I, I spend so much time personal development and trying to be better, but I thought, what are my bad habits. I mean, I, I strive for a healthy, productive, positive life. And, uh, so that's what I kind of took captive and it made me think of a, an experience I had. It's been a long time, 20 some years ago now, uh, with the guy I lived with name was Chuck Valopec, Chucky V as he was known back in the early nineties. A lot of people saw him in a uh, Gatorade ad with a foot tall Mohawk. Uh, <laughs> he, he was on the national cycling team. Then he went on triathlons and, and, um, we were training early on and, you know, it was a thing you go out and ride your bike five hours a day, training hard and you can eat anything you want. You know, you come back and just pig out. If it's a half gallon of ice cream, an entire pizza, an entire potato plantation of French fries, I mean, it didn't matter. We're not gaining any weight cause we're, we're burning it all off, but you know, we're also wanting to get better. And there was a guy that, that Chuck took on as a mentor that finally hit him on that. And so Chuck, if you want to make the big wins, the really big wins, if you want to be consistent, if you want to go to the top, you've got to approach everything you're doing every day and ask, will this help me succeed or hurt my chances? And it really rocked Chuck more so than me, unfortunately at that time. And he stopped doing that gallon of ice cream. Could he do it? Sure. Could he do it? And maybe even win the next weekend? Maybe, but was he going to win the big one? Was he going to, was he really going to go forward and hit the big time? And he really changed a lot of daily habits. Again, here's a guy who's a top athlete already. And he took what you're saying here, Tom, replace a bad habit with a good habit. And it led to him winning 1999. He won Ironman Canada. It was a gargantuan win. So with that in mind, I'm thinking, how can we not have bad habits that we can all have a 
big room for improvement. So I want you to take us through the reality of that, Tom, for those who want a, 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 a step-by-step solution in a sense, or at least a starting point. Okay. I wake up tomorrow, Tom, I heard you say that replace a bad habit with a good habit. I want to wake up tomorrow. What do I do? Give me some examples. <laughs> well, the first thing I want to encourage uh, everyone is on this. It's dad's quote that I say often, and he, he used to say this, uh, Hurricanes or tornadoes get all the publicity, but termites mm-hmm. do more damage, and they take such little bitty bites. And so the first thing in this this whole concept, this live-to-win concept, is it's about making minute steps every single day. And over time, it creates radical change. And so the idea is that what if every week, your only goal for the week was just to take one little bad habit and replace it with one good habit. And so it's a very practical approach. It's not an overwhelming thing. If you know, you mentioned a, going to win the Ironman, right? Mm-hmm. So if we wouldn't enter ourselves in an Ironman that starts next week and we haven't trained at all, that'd be crazy. We'd kill ourselves in the process. But we might set a goal to enter one a year from now, or if you're in pretty good shape already, maybe six months from now. And so it's a gradual process. It's that. So that's the first thing is, hey, let's be realistic. This is a lifetime thing. And the second is, is what areas of our life, when we rate ourselves in the physical, mental, spiritual, family, personal, career, and financial, when we look at our different areas, where, where are we really hitting it out of the park? Where are the home runs that we're having? Number two, where are we sluggish? You know, what is it that's holding us back? Because a good place to start is, maybe in some areas that are holding you back. So pick the low-hanging fruit. If you're not working out at all, if you know if the physical side is an area, you know, maybe your first goal in that first week is to purposefully move five minutes a day. You know, it's it's just getting back into the rhythm. So we start in areas where we know we need some help. And the place to start the most, in my opinion, is our input. Mm-hmm. It is reading and learning about things that will help us grow. So we're satisfied right now because uh, we have been stuck in the rut. You know, we are used to doing what we've always done. And then we see somebody walk by and they walk like a champion. And our mind goes, wow, I wish I could be like them. Well, that's easy. Why don't you learn what habits they're doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time for a brief sponsor break to showcase fresh books. And I'll lead off with a question for all you entrepreneurs running your own small businesses. If you started this minute, how much time would it take you to catch up on all your client invoices, organize all your receipts and figure out which client owes you what and when? If just the idea of trying to work all that out feels overwhelming like it does for me, then you need to give FreshBooks a try. It's an incredibly simple cloud accounting software made for entrepreneurs and small business owners who want to take the work out of managing their paperwork. There's over 5 million FreshBooks users who effortlessly create and send invoices in seconds. No formulas, no formatting, no fuss. You can snap photos of your receipts using your phone and watch FreshBooks manage your expenses for you. You can even set up FreshBooks to import expenses directly from your bank account so next time you use your debit card for that meal or tank of gas, it's recorded instantly in fresh books. The best part about using them is that feeling of peace you'll have when tax time 
comes just around the corner. So right now, FreshBooks is offering a free 30-day trial to Ziggler Show listeners. Just go to freshbooks.com slash Ziggler and enter Ziggler in the how did you hear about us section? Again, that's freshbooks.com slash Ziggler and enter Ziggler in the how did you hear about us section. That's a great lead in to this next, uh, again, pillar uh, that I want to hit on, though. I, I like what you said about those 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 daily habits over time. This isn't going to happen. It made me think of, you know, it's why diets, temporary diets don't work. It's the diet that you adopt for life. And that's what I hear you say. And it's the habit, not that you just do for a little bit, but you're replacing one. And this is a, this is a lifetime commitment and doing one of those. Yeah. Per week or whatever. It's that slow. Well, there you go. The, the, the slow way to the overnight success, uh, kind of aspect. Well, um, Okay, so next in this, the Live to Win system, you have the Wheel of Life, uh, the secret to balanced success. And folks, again, if you go to the the uh, Live to Win website that I gave earlier, you can see that Wheel of Life in fullness. It's literally a graphic, a, a visual. So to what you said, Tom, to looking at, and if you're going to replace a bad habit with a good habit, Maybe you said, look at the areas of your life, which areas of life are hurting. And then you lay, I think the wheel of life is probably a great overview of that because it hits the spoke. So it's a, it's little, uh, a graphic wheel folks. And there's a spoke for your mental life, one for spiritual life, physical life, family life, financial life, personal life, and career life. So, Another candid question on this, Tom, with the average, uh, you know, for the average aspiring person, I mean, you, you spend your time with people who are coming to you, Tom, they are aspiring. They're, they're not the norm of the masses. They are pursuing success. They are doing a lot of things well, but even with them, I want you to comment on those spokes of the wheel. I'm, I'm not sure uh, how I want to even ask it. I mean, where do you see uh, common deficits, people who are out of balance or, you know, what are, what are one or two that you say are the most common in getting somebody out of whack? Again, even with pursuing people, aspiring people, they often are weak in this area. And that may be a good place to start with the replacing the bad habit with a good habit. Yes. And, and I want to make it real clear that we need to first understand what our why is. What's our dream, our goal, our objective, our why? And then we need to create our own definition of success because the program's real title is Live to Win Seven Weeks to Balanced Success. And this is where the seven spokes of that wheel are real important because the world has a definition of success, which is not true success. You know, the world's definition of success success is, you know, money or fame or power or all those things. And then as a consequence, we see drug abuse and we see divorce and we see uh, single parent homes and we, you know, all of these and people's health goes astray and, and, you know, they live with diabetes and, and, you know, disabilities for a big part of their life because, you know, medicine's awesome. It can, it can maintain us and, and, and help us you know, keep surviving. And although it's kind of miserable for some people, when you really think of all the choices they've made and the results. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we've got to think about what's our, why, what's our definition of success. And we talk about balanced success. And then we look at those seven spokes and you will often find people who 
have two or three of those spokes very well, well built. Just imagine each spoke as a scale of one to 10. And they might rate themselves an eight or a nine and maybe even or 10 in two or three of those spokes. And then the other spokes, you know, two or three might be in the middle of five or a six. And then a couple of them might be a one or a two. Well, if those are spokes on a wheel, imagine that wheel rolling down the road. I mean, it's just, it's not a pleasant scene. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a flat size, boom, boom, boom. And these issues impact people at different stages of life. Millennials are coming up and they've got all this debt. And so they have a huge deficit on their financial wheel. People in their you know, late 20s to, to late 30s, they're so focused on their career, you know, trying to get ahead, trying to climb out of that hole, trying to advance that their family is suffering and their health is suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. And then people who get a little bit older, all of a sudden they realize that all the friendships that they had had when they were youth are gone. They don't have friends, right? They don't have relationships. And so everybody's wheel can look a little bit different. But there's three things uh, that we start with. And there's a real uh, – I, I debated, you know, because I we like to rank things. Everybody likes to rank things, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so which of these seven things do I need to do first? Or which one of these seven spokes is the most important? And there's three that always rise to the top. Okay. And it's the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. Yeah. Right? Huh. And I can actually argue great cases for each one of these of why that's the one you should start with. I, I, I got to admit, uh, when I looked at it, Tom, and I'm thinking, I'm feeling pretty good about myself overall, but if I get real, where is my, where am I out of bounds? It's my spiritual life. And it's not from, uh, uh, from where my head or heart is, but from a, am I devoting a disciplined time of my day to work out spiritually in that sense. And I know that that's the one that I so often just, it's so easy to put it on pause or put it on snooze, you know, and just go, I'll get that. And it's not that I'm not coherent of my God and my purpose in him throughout the day, but do I take the time to, to ultimately for me to sit and to listen? And that's the one that's, that's out of whack. So I was going to ask you, Tom, if you had to look at that, where do you feel like is your spot right now that you would need to give some focus to replace a bad habit with a, with a good habit? Well, I'll just get real. Uh, the biggest change in my life is in the spiritual area. Mm. And I made a big change, a big recommitment about a month ago. Wow. And it's, (laughs) this is such rocket science. Uh, one of my best friends, his name is Bob Bodine. He's coming Mm -hmm. out with a new book called two chairs. And I've got the manuscript, and he's been, like, breathing this book into me for the last year. I mean, it's fantastic. And his concept is really simple. He says, you know, we need to spend time every single morning with two chairs, Mm -hmm. one for you, one for God. And then we need to listen 80% of the time. And so the way it goes is this, and I did this today and I do this every day. For the last month, I've been just doing it every day. I sit in my chair and I literally turn the other chair facing me, and that's God's chair. And I say, God, okay, you know my situation. You're big enough to handle it. 
and you have a plan for me. <laughs> what is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I listen. Oh, man, and my mind races, and I go off rabbit trails and everything, and I just listen, and I just listen. And it's been such a discipline. Uh, and I have to tell you what he told me the first two and a half weeks sitting there. He said, Tom, get out of my chair. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, you're, <laughs> na- that's, Tom, that nails me. I want that manuscript, by the way. Uh, I, I need it. I need it sooner than later. We need to get him back on the show uh, on that book whenever he's ready as well. Yeah. And so let me, let me tell you the habit that I did. Yeah. I mean, this is how cool habits are. So I'm in the office and one of our guys comes up, uh, one of our ZLCers, his name is Frank, and we're talking about it. And he goes, yeah, I got I to gotta start doing the daily devotional. Okay, so now I'm kind of the replace a bad habit with a good habit guy, right? right? He goes, what should I do? Well, here's a technique. You know, what you do is you you associate or you attach something you're doing every day anyway to the new thing you want to do. And so I said, Frank... Uh, what do you do first thing in the morning? And he said, oh, I get up and I take my three dogs outside and then I get my cup of coffee and then I go to my office and then I get distracted by my phone and my computer in life. And I go, okay, this is awesome. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to get up. You're going to take your dogs out. You're going to get your cup of coffee, but you're not going to go into your office. You're going to go to your two chairs. You're not going to have your phone and you're just going to have your quiet time. He goes, yeah, that's pretty good. And the whole time I'm thinking, Ziegler, you got to do that yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So so that was the start of my two chairs thing. I got my coffee. I went to my two chairs and I don't open my computer. And the only time my phone is open is when I'm reading scripture right off my phone. So so that's the practical application is when there's a bad habit that you want to get rid of, can you – Put the new habit in with something that you're already doing, something in your day. And here's the other thing that I love about this that we go into when we teach this this, uh, program is that if we don't replace the bad habit with something good, as soon as the pressure comes, we go back to the bad habit. Mm. People who've quit smoking will tell you that, that they literally had to put the cigarette down and every time they had the urge, they had to pick up a bottle of water. Until eventually they transfer that urge to the water rather than the cigarette. So yeah. that's a bad habit for a good habit example. Well, I love that. You know, and, and you as I'm, as you're talking here, and I'm thinking about my morning time and when I'm thinking about the two chairs ultimately, and I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't have in my morning time ritual. I don't know. I don't necessarily have a bad habit, uh, but what you're talking about there is a better habit. So I think, uh, I got to make room for some of those too, even if it's not a bad habit, do I have just a a neutral habit? It's not bad or or even something that's decent, but can I make a better habit? I've got to do that. That's a better habit. That's a better habit than even some aspect of my working out. If I need to cut my workout time in half. It's a termite thing. It's, it's, it's just a little increment once, you know, every week in a different area of your life. Yeah, I I love it. Hey, and you mentioned why, figuring out your why. I got to give a call out to, uh, we're going to be interviewing in the next 30, 40, uh, well, interviewing them, I think in the next couple of weeks, we'll post the show in the next 30, 45 days, I think. Uh, But Simon Sinek, uh, whose books start with why and his TED Talk is, I believe it's one of the top three or five most 
watched TED Talk videos of all time. It's millions and millions. That's Simon Sinek. We are going to have him here on the show to talk more about that why because it is big. He's he's the so you're the poster child for a, a bad habit to good habit. He's the why guy. Uh, so that's going to be awesome, and we'll expound on what you said there, Tom. Well, the next uh, next point here, next pillar, is you said the sequence to success, which I thought was really interesting. And I'm I'm going to ask you to hear on the show not divulge what the sequence is. Folks, if you want to, I'm, I'm proud to say that we are in business. We like to make a profit. We actually are fond of money, as Zig talks about a lot. And uh, go to Live to Win. Go to the page there, and you can find out the sequence by getting involved there. Uh, we give away the best info in the world in this show twice per week. If you want individual attention and application, then you can step up and take action there. But on this aspect of sequence, Tom, I just want to talk about that, just the value uh, and the and the requirement, the necessity of sequence. Actually, kind of back to what you said before, there are no shortcuts to success. You can try to go faster, but there's not a shortcut. I mean, we live in a world of microwave solutions. You know, just give me the answer. Tell me the punchline. But over and over, great leaders like you say, it takes time and there is a sequence. And so I'm sure you've got a lot of experience in your own lifetime and with other people of what happens when they, I, I don't even, not even, when they skip. When they jump, you know, whether it's a shortcut or they just miss a, ne- a necessary part of the equation and they miss a part of the sequence and they get ahead too quick. Well, I'm going to tell a story on myself. Uh, eighth grade track team. All right. Okay. So this is just, it's, it's funny when you look at this. When I was in eighth grade, uh, I, was a, I was a lineman on the football team. So you, you automatically know what category that puts me into, right? So I was out on the track team because the football coach said, yeah, you got to run track because <laughs> this is your, this is your conditioning program. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, there aren't any linemen who are sprinters, are there? So then my purpose is not to win. My purpose is to get in shape, but I'm in eighth grade and I have no clue. Right. My, my thing is I'm on the track team. I want to be fast. Mm-hmm. So I'm run, I'm in the mile. I, that's my race. And I go, mom, we got to go get some athletic shoes. And so we go to the Foot Locker up at Valley View Mall, just, you know, by our house. I go in there to the Foot Locker, and there are all these shoes. Actually, it's not the Foot Locker. It's called the Athlete's Foot, which even predates the Foot Locker. So I'm in there at the Athlete's Foot, and I see these shoes. And, Kevin, they are the fastest shoes you have ever seen in your life. Excellent. They weigh about one ounce. They have these spiky things coming out of mm-hmm. them. And our track, we just got a new track, and it was kind of one of those composite tracks that are perfect for these spiky things. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm the slowest guy on the team, but if I have those spike shoes, I can win the mile. So the guy selling me is like, you don't want spike shoes. And I don't know. Yeah, I do. These are light. These are going to be fast. I'm running the mile. He's like, no, these are sprinter shoes. I go, I don't care. I, I want the spike shoes. <laughs> so I buy the spike shoes. Mm-hmm. I wear them one time. I've got shin splints. I've got everything. <laughs> yeah. and, and they were like a trophy of defeat, right? You know what I mean? Everybody's got their- <laughs> I like that term. How, trophy of defeat. I don't remember that. <laughs> and so in my, in my sequence to success, I forgot, like, where do you start? You start with somebody who's done it. Right. You, you go to an expert and you say, hey, you know what? I, I want to do well in this race. What do I do? You don't 
take your own limited amount of knowledge and say, I'm going to dominate that field, right? I'm going to become the best in this. And so that's why it's so important. It's because with all the right intentions, with all the right and desires, we can make a really bad choice or decision right out of the gate that sabotages our ability to succeed, right? I actually went backwards because my legs got injured. Yeah. Right. So that's why it's so important to understand, okay, what is, what are the thought processes? What is the education? What's the knowledge? What are the steps that we've got to take? And success has a real sequence. And when you understand what the sequence is, it's faster, it's smoother, and you don't get hurt. Okay. I like that. I got to admit though, I'm sitting here writing notes. We're going to do a show on the trophy of defeat. I don't know why that tickles, tickles me to death because Tom, I right away thought about some of mine and I'm grateful to have come to a place of health enough that in my family and especially with my wife, I have some of those. I'm thinking I'm going to make, I'm going to make, you know, we got our, our trophy cases. I'm going to make a trophy of defeat case as well because it's, it's part of my story. Uh, a lot of them is been, a lot of them are, are, are great success stories because they've been redeemed too. It was a defeat. It was a regret that has been redeemed. Still regret it, but trophies of defeat. That is just hilarious. I, I can just picture your shoes hanging tied together over a hook. <laughs> As, one, one of my one of my favorite mental pictures of this is uh you know successories. Uh, Mac yeah. Anderson started that company. Oh yeah, motivational. I know what well, you're gonna say. Did Des- you ever say the demotivation? De- company? Yeah, oh, oh, despair dot com. That's the one that Des- I. I think they're similar. Yeah. Despair.com. I think that's who it is. Yeah. They had this picture and it was a, of a shipwreck on, on the beach, right? All. Mm -hmm. And the caption underneath it was, at least your life can be a lesson to others. (laughs) Exactly. I think it's you and I, we should do, we should do that. We're going to, okay. We're going to do trophy of defeat. We're going to talk some of those quotes and lead with them because it is. It's funny, especially growing up in a world of inspiration and motivation. It's just worthwhile sometimes to let your hair down and be real and say, you know what? Sometimes it's just not all. There's a couple of days that the glass is, is half is half empty, and that's okay. <laughs> Trophy of defeat and demotivation. All right. Well, we got a good show coming up for you right there, folks. All right. Well, I got one more thing for us on this live to win aspect uh, that you talk about. And you have the three things goal achievers do. I, I don't know if it was just the time of me writing it, but I was really interested in number one, but I'll read them. Number one was write the goal down in detail. That's not going to rock anybody's socks to hear that, but we're going to come back to it. Uh, number two, work on the goal every day. And number three, have an accountability partner. I, I want to hit on all three of those real quick there, because again, this is stuff that guys, folks, you know, you can sit there right here and, and listen to that and go, oh yeah, three things go first. You know, we should do goals. We, of course we should write them down, work on the goal every day, have an accountability party. Let's really, let's talk about those real quick. Number one, writing the goal down in detail. How do we keep Tom? Uh, cause I know we have different personality styles. We have people that overanalyze things, analysis paralysis. And on the other hand, we have people like me who just pull a trigger and just get something done. And neither of the two, two ends of the spectrum, the balance in between, how do we keep from making that too big of an issue it's so big that we don't have faith in achieve. you know, the goal is huge. We don't have faith in achieving it or, or we try to make it easier, make it more palatable. And it's so small. It's not worthwhile. And I know you can't give a perfect answer because there are different people, but to some degree, can you speak to how do we take that? Here's a goal. I'm going to write it down in detail. How do I make it uh, believable and and yet worthwhile as well? Well, first off, here's the good news. Writing a goal down is just a habit. Okay. Right? 
So if you're not writing it down or you're not writing it down in detail, all you've got is a bad habit. This isn't like a yearly doing your taxes. <laughs> and here's the other, here's the, you know, even better news is it's a, it's a fill in the blank system in the, in, in live to win. We teach the Ziegler goal setting system mm-hmm. and it's fill in the blank. And we have all the questions there. You don't have to wonder how do I set a goal or what do I do next? Or how do I decide if this is the right goal for me or which goal should I put first? All of those things come out as you walk through the system. And so there's a seven-step process that you work on. And the, and the goal and detail thing, the reason I love it is uh, people give up on their goals because they leave out specific steps in the system they don't realize are important. My, my favorite, too, are, the, are really the first two steps. Number one is you, you articulate your goal and what I teach is this, man, your, your goal, you got to smell it, you got to taste it, you got to feel it, you got to see yourself in the middle of it. So many people have this dream house goal, and it's uncanny. It's, it's, it's crazy when I do a goal-setting workshop with a lot of people, and I say, how many of you have ever written a dream house goal? And, you know, half the hands will go up. And I go, okay, how many of you wrote that goal down in detail? Mm-hmm. Like how many bedrooms and what style house and is it facing the mountains or the ocean and you know what's what's in the kitchen? I mean, did you picture yourself sitting in the the easy chair in the den with chocolate chip cookie smell wafting through the house? You know, with your cup of iced tea right there and your favorite book, your dog curled up at your lap with the fireplace on, looking out at the snow coming through the pine cones as you looked out over the peak, and you'll see some eyes light up where people actually did that. And then I'll say, how many of you actually have that house now or something almost identical? And they will tell you stories you will not believe about how they wrote all this stuff down and they ended up with a house just like that. Like in their imagination, this house could never exist. But in real life, they found that house. The second thing is people don't write the benefits down. Mm. They'll just say, yeah, you know, I'll enjoy my dream home. But when when you write down the 50 benefits, there's 100 like a health goal, right? So my goal is to have good health. Why do I want good health? Yeah. Well, my daughter's 21. I hope she gets married. I hope she has kids. I hope the first one's a boy. And I hope that boy likes golf because hopefully sometime in my 60s or 70s, I'm playing golf with my grandson. Okay. I can't think of a better reason for me to be in good health between now and then than to enjoy that day. And so when we start writing those benefits down, then when the you know, the urge of the moment comes in and says, hey, you don't want to go to the gym right now, or you don't want to do this. You remember the benefit. Someday I'm going to play golf with my grandson. Oh, I love that. And you, you hit, hit home, hit close to home for me, building a dream house. We built our house six, uh, seven years ago. And that what motivated me is I saw my kids playing in the woods. I just, yep. I just, I saw it clear as day. And uh, I would go on runs and come down the steep hill right next to our house and see the frame of our house. And I could picture light coming out of the windows when it was done, just like a Thomas Kincaid film. Those two images uh, kept me at it when it was uh, it was ridiculous. Now, Tom, you mentioned the goal setting system as part of the live to win, uh, the, the win, live to win system, the, this live to win package that we're talking about here. And I want to point out folks that there is a, a lot of aspect. If you're, if you get value from Ziggler, if you've read the books, you've listened to the podcast and you're wondering, okay, how do I really take some action 
and engage with some of the Ziegler principles and materials. Live to Win is an incredible way to do that, to take the culmination of it and to take action you know, for your life. Now, I would say it's not, it's not quite, you know, even further would be to come take five days with us at the Ziegler Legacy Certification Course, which you can find uh, at ZieglerCertified.com and be one of the 25 who attend each of those events. That would be incredible. Some people, though, if they're, if they're not ready for that time commitment and, and investment, uh, Live to Win is a great way to engage in that and to really put this application into your life. Um, well, hey, the next piece of that on the, on the goals, you said work on it every day. And so I'm just going to get practical. I know a lot of people want to know, okay, when is there a best time? How long is sufficient? Even that one, I like that. You know, we're in this, uh, this aspect. We want to know, can I, can I be, be, get benefit from working out? Does it have to be an hour a day? Can I do 20 minutes? And you can get a lot of benefit from 20, 20 minutes of exercise a day. Or you even said five minutes of movement. So goal setting, work on it every day, when and how long? Okay, great, great question. And I really should say work on it every day or as often as necessary because some goals are everyday goals, Okay. right? Like my spiritual goal, that's an everyday goal. I want to do the two chairs every single day. I mean, if – if you could have like like Bob Boudin says, if 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 Warren Buffett came to your house, mm-hmm. right, and you had a meeting with him, would you talk the whole time or would you listen to him? Uh, yeah, not and, much and, talking here. And would you show up? Absolutely. Well, well my goodness, God said He's going to show up, <laughs> right? So yeah, that's an everyday goal. Some of them, like maybe a financial goal, maybe you have your retirement planning and everything set. And you're making automatic withdraw, you know, withdrawals into your retirement accounts. That might be something you review once a month, mm-hmm. right? And maybe twice a year you meet with the financial advisor. So there's some are every day, some as often as necessary. To set up your goals properly in the beginning, it could take 10, 20, maybe 30 hours, right? Because this is our life. I mean, if we were going to plan an around-the-world trip that took three weeks, mm-hmm. we would probably spend some time on it. Our honeymoon, our wedding, all these things are great. Our career, but what about our life? What if we what if we just spent over a course of two weeks, you know, three or four time frames of a couple hours each, and then an hour here and an hour there, and we really got into it. But here's the beauty. Once it's done, it's about eight minutes a day. That's all you do. That's what you need to track it. You're just updating and tracking. So here's a great story. I'm a... I do coaching, one-on-one executive coaching, and I'm working with this guy, and and uh, he has a business, and it's a high-end uh, uh, real estate. Um, he, he does uh, remodels on high-end homes, mm-hmm. and so he sells uh, bathrooms and kitchens, and you know, fifty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollar remodels, you know, upgrades is what he does. So we're going through it, and he said, "Here's my goal. I've been doing one point seven uh, the last." five years. My goal this year is 2 million. And he's kind of a small shop. He does all the sales. I go, okay, great. So at the end of the year, it's done. And I know he's going to beat his goal. And he says, uh, so I call him and I say, Hey, so what'd you finish up? He goes 2.3. Nice. So, so he had a goal and he did, his goal was a more than 10% increase. And he exceeded that by 300,000 which is 15% above the 10% increase. So I said, uh, I said, Michael, 
what's the one thing that took you from your goal of, of two to 2.3? And it was quiet. And then he came back and he said, Tom, I worked in my goals planner every single day. Wow. And I said, wow, that's incredible. I said, you know, most people spend between six and 10 minutes a day. Eight is the average. How long did you spend? He said eight minutes. Wow. So this is when the nerd in me comes out. So I go 300,000, 12 months. That's 25,000 a month. Is that about right for you? He goes, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I had an increase of 25,000 in revenue a month to get to that 300,000 over my goal. I go, uh, well, eight minutes a day, 30 days in a month, that's 240 minutes. Does that sound right? He goes, yeah, that's right. I go, huh, you were generating $100 in revenue a minute. That's, that's good <laughs> income. I'll take that. I said, let's double your goal next year. I want you to spend 20 minutes a day in your goals plan. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, that's great. That's great. Uh, that's great math. Um, I, I mean, overall, when you're talking about that, made me think of Dave Ramsey and his quote, live like nobody else. So you can live like nobody else. I mean, again, folks hearing this, how many of you have heard so many times about goals and yet you have never done it. And, and I think Tom, you would agree that whether you do put 10, 20, 30 hours into actually creating you know, it initially, and then do the small investments, if you can only give one day, 30 minutes to just jot some things down that you can relive and start rounding out and refining during your eight minutes a day, whatever, just get started. I mean, this is what, this is what separates folks. And yet we let life, I as well, let life get in the way and don't take it captive. And you know, if you need to do something crazy, uh, my wife's one of those that she'll hear something like this and finally doesn't get around to it. And, and, then, and then ultimately says, I'm just going to do it. And she's up till two and she does it. And she sacrifices a night of sleep or will take a weekend and get away. And it's not a, you know, it's not just go have fun and frivolities, put some of those in too, but we're going to take half a day. Actually, she and I are going to have to do this, uh, to, to do taxes and financial planning here shortly. I don't want to do it. I don't really enjoy uh, messing with that, but I've got to do it if I want the result. I mean, that is a great that was worth the price of admission right there, Tom. Thanks. Uh, all right. Last one then that you said here. This is your, this is a top three. Out of all the things that we can talk about in goals, you pulled out these three. Have an accountability partner. So, Tom, this is just a, a very, uh, I think it's a very, just a visceral issue with a lot of people. For a lot of folks, that is not easy. We're in such a time of, yeah, we're connected to a bazillion people on social media and even in work, and we're surrounded by people and, and people, 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 but we are isolated. We're not in intimate relationships by far and large. I mean, we know that just statistically and and yet we want to do this. What? And I'm, I'm literally asking this because I don't have an answer. I've been asked this question and I don't have a readily available answer. I don't know if you will either, but for folks who hear that and go, yeah, I would love an accountability partner. I don't know where to start. I don't have somebody at that level of intimacy in my life. Is there another option? Is there a methodology to go about it? What, what do you give us some thoughts? Well, there's a lot of ways to get an accountability partner. One of the things I like about our Live to Win program is it's a live, interactive, group training and coaching webinar. And so the community, the, all the people that we have on there become your accountability partners if you want them to. And that's because every, every week on the live call, 
I have people write down and put in and type in what's the bad habit you're getting rid of, Mm -hmm. what's the good habit you're replacing it with, and we want you to tell us about it next week, right? And it's, it's, you know, you can opt into that. You don't have to do that. If you miss the call, it's okay. We send you the recording. So, you know, you don't even have to be there live. But we also encourage when you when you come through the course, it's for you and your spouse or your family, right? It's not just one person. So you can get your spouse involved in it right there, and they can become your accountability partner. So what is a good accountability partner? It's somebody who wants the best for you. That's the bottom line. So it's somebody who loves to see you win. And all you ask them to do is you just share a goal. Hey, this is what I'm going to do this week. I want you to ask me next Monday, did I do it? Mm -hmm. And for those who are, you know, they're looking for that kind of relationship with someone, the best thing I can tell you to do is start associating with people who think this way. Because when you say, hey, can you be my accountability partner? You're probably going to get a quick reply back. Absolutely. Would you be mine? (laughs) Yeah. Right? So don't think for a minute that people won't reciprocate in that. But incidentally, the the three things that we wrote down there, write it down in detail, work on it every day, and have an accountability partner, that is research that's been done. That's not a Ziegler truism. That's what the science and the research and the facts tell us. The reality is, is when we have an accountability partner, a mentor, a coach, a spouse, a good friend, a coworker, who we're equally yoked with, who wins and, and you know we both win when either one of us wins, uh, they then we do more because we don't we don't like to answer that. Yeah, I didn't do anything. Yeah. So incidentally, that's why I love uh, the whole world of one-on-one coaching because when you invest money for somebody to coach you, the likelihood of you following through goes way up. Uh, yeah, Tom, I, I literally have had people pay me in the past at, at a healthy rate, and they admitted that that was the number one thing that they because I'd ask them, "What do you expect, expect to get out of this?" Um, you know, let's let's line out our expectations. And uh, I had some of them say, "You know what? I, I just need I need the accountability, Kevin. Even if you're not that good, I just need the accountability." <laughs> and uh, absolutely, it's worth its weight in gold. Let me let me make a standing offer to our podcast crowd. I, I have right. a guarantee. Okay, this is a guarantee. Okay, here's my guarantee. It's a ten thousand dollar, or you don't get your money back guarantee. Oh, I like that. Okay, this is how easy it is. If you're sitting there and you would like to lose ten pounds in the next two months, okay, that's real simple. Not a hard thing to do. Here's how the guarantee works. Send me a check for ten thousand dollars. I'll put it in escrow. We'll weigh you on day one. And then at the end of 60 days, we'll weigh you again. And if you've lost the 10 pounds, I'll give you back your $10,000. If you don't lose it, I'm keeping it. What do you think the success rate would be, Kevin? Uh, Pretty much 100%. I know for myself, I would just (laughs) chop a foot off or something if I had to. (laughs) Hey, if that happens, I'll give your money back anyway. But yeah, the the point is is that when we have an accountability, when we have an investment, the likelihood of us following through and making it happen goes way, way up, yeah. right? And so that's a joke. I'm, 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 I'm just making light of it. But that's why I love it when, when people invest in a, in a program like Live to Win or mm-hmm. one-on-one coaching or, or whatever. It's because now they've, 
they've got skin in the game and their likelihood of following through. Uh, some people say, what's the difference of a program that's $100 and a program that's $5,000? And a lot of times it's kind of the same content. And I'll say the difference is going to be the likelihood of you implementing it. Mm-hmm. So if you implement it, the question you've got to ask is, will it be worth more than five grand yeah. if you implement it? Yeah. Man, right. I, I love that. Well, hey, speaking of, of investments, uh, and I'll lead off with one of Zig's quotes that I, one of my favorites, if you believe your product or service can fulfill a true need, it is your moral obligation to sell it. I don't know how many times I have quoted that statement to people that I know have, have been privy to who have a great product or service, and yet they are waffling on whether on going forward and actually offering it and how much should they charge. And I'll use that statement. So I say that though, to preface the fact that uh, it is our moral obligation to motivate you to go check out Ziggler.com forward slash live to win. Now we gave great content right here on this show. We gave a lot that you can take action on. Now, whether you will or not is another thing, and you may need to make an investment and get some uh, further guidance on it, but also make that investment for your accountability. So go there, check out this, uh, this product here, and we would love to join you in it. Tom, thank you for your inspiration, for sharing your heart on this and uh, doing what you do to help us live to win. Uh, I'm honored, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back with you on the next Ziggler Show.